Welcome to Next Economy Now. The goal of this podcast series is to highlight the leaders who are taking a regenerative, bioregional, equitable, democratic, racially just, and whole systems approach to creating the new economy. Welcome, Sean. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Sure. So what is Teal? That's my first question. Sure. So teal obviously is color, uh, and and in this framework, we're using teal to refer to a stage of consciousness, and it comes from integral theory, uh, where we're talking about stages of individual consciousness development. Uh, so particularly to referring to an individual state, and what Lalu has done is taken that framework and applied it to organizations. So what does it look like collectively as an organization uh, when an organization is that particular stage of development and what are some of the characteristics of that stage and just simply using colors to refer to the stages uh, uh, for, for simplicity. So teal, the idea of teal is this next stage of human development, this next stage of organizational development, which uh, the good news is actually exists. And there's a a good number of of people and organizations functioning at this level. And uh, ourselves being an example, uh, we run Lift Economy as a a TL organization. And so uh, there's three main characteristics of, of this TL a stage of organizational development, and that's self-management, evolutionary purpose, and wholeness. So organizations uh, functioning at a teal level uh, exhibit these characteristics, where the for self-management, the, the staff is actually, instead of being managed by somebody else, uh, they're actually empowered to self-manage themselves, which means they know uh, how the organization functions, they know the vision of the organization, they know the culture of the organization, and they're empowered to make decisions uh, that are moving the organization towards those goals. Uh, Got it. So if I'm just starting out and sort of, you know, so stages of development, I might hear that say, okay, what, you know, what does that mean? So maybe what are the sort of stages of development that, maybe in relation to organizational development that Lalu and um, integral theory have talked about in their, in the writing. Uh, Well, um, should I go through them all? I mean, you could do just like a light, you know, what is red? What is Amber? Yeah. Just kind of uh, people have a sense of, so, and, and, and what, it, what it also does is it gives us a, a historical perspective to the, basically to the development of, of human society and human culture. So if, if we're uh, st- starting with, uh, so red is the, the first one, um, we, we can look kind of uh, farther back in the human history and see this uh, uh, simpler structure. Uh, and it's, I guess it's also present now but a, a red organization is the, the analogy is a, a wolf pack. So it's, it's uh, and, and we would see it in, in present day times as like a street gang um, would be an analogy. Um, 
or you know if we look you know farther back into to, to human history it would be a you know small band of people uh, just just barely subsisting uh, earlier in human history this kind of thing um, where the the focus is is on you know survival um, and just just getting basic needs met and much like a wolf pack there's an alpha uh, usually an alpha male that would be you know commanding and controlling the the group um, and so uh, you know the the um, the culture of that organization is going to be a little more severe than uh, what we are going to be more used to at this this day and age. And then Amber, uh, the, the analogy, do I have this right? The army, or that's that's one of the like the common, or at least as it exists now, would be the army would be an analogy of an Amber organization. Yeah, kind of like government organizations or the Catholic Church, sort of implementing hierarchy. Uh, you know, improvement on red is that there's a hierarchy and processes. Sort of the downside is that it's very strict command and control. Right, and it's a little bit old, a little bit bureaucratic, uh, maybe pretty stagnant. You know, you're not not expecting things to move really quickly or, or get done. Um, not not necessarily very humane. You have things like veterans without benefits. <laughs> for a long time and the, 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 the structure doesn't actually seem to be addressing those basic concerns. Uh, and then uh, a little more contemporary, what we're maybe most familiar with at this moment is orange. Uh, and so that's the, 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 the common um, uh, example of orange would be the, the multinational corporation structure uh, that we have in place today uh, where uh, you do have a, 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 a pretty structured hierarchy. Uh, the analogy would be the organization as a machine. Uh, and you have this you know, command and control paradigm where the, the CEO or the upper management uh, has theoretically has all the intelligence um, and experience and, and they're the ones qualified for making all the decisions or the important decisions for the organization. And then those decisions come down uh, from on high and uh, other people are uh, required to implement them whether they agree to them or not um, and so uh, I think as we, we all have experience that that has a lot of uh, negative impacts as well people not feeling really inspired or connected uh, in their in their job um, also has the, the the side effect of people doing things that don't uh, care for other people or care for the environment. So uh, a CEO or a board of directors can say, hey, we need to maximize profit on this. We don't care about the pollution or the extraction of resources or the exploitation of, of the labor. Um, we want you know, this result and other people are required to carry it out. Uh, whereas uh, if they were in uh, a more um, equal relationship with those people, they wouldn't be imposing uh, those type of uh, effects on them. So, right. so I guess like some improvement of over Amber would just be individual performance is rewarded, whereas maybe in the government or something, you're, you're kind of individual performance is not rewarded. So sort of the improvement to Orange would be that you can be a, a high performer, but there's sort of a total individualistic, um, like, I'm about me, ego-based. So that's kind of uh, the, I guess the shadow of orange. 
Right. Yeah. And it's incentivized. I'm incentivized to get my promotion, get my bonus and maybe edge you out of a promotion rather than really working together collectively. Uh, and so again, we, we, you know, maybe know that one, the, the, the best uh, in terms of, you know, kind of the, the dominant mainstream paradigm of, of commercial uh, business as usual. Um, and then what's, what's newer becoming more common would be green, would be the next stage. And this uh, is the, the analogy of the organization as a family. So it's a little bit more caring. Uh, there's, there's, there's more focus on culture and enjoying the work experience, uh, being more affiliative or collaborative with people. But uh, in most cases, there still exists also a hierarchy. So uh, we can think of um, some companies like Ben & Jerry's or Southwest Airlines, where they're considered great places to work, uh, but you're still just an employee. And um, while you might be spoken to and, and they might consider you know, your opinions or concerns, um, you're still going to be handed down a decision to, to implement. Um, so it's, it's, again, it's, a, it's a, maybe a step forward in terms of being more uh, collective um, and embracing people. Uh, but uh, some of the shadow sides of this is, is uh, be similar to the dysfunctions of a family where, uh, you know, what the father says is right, and you have to do it anyways, uh, this type of thing. Uh, we also see green um, in co-ops. Uh, worker co-ops is, is a model we're, we're very fond of, uh, lift economy. Uh, and we see some of the co-ops being maybe a little bit too green in the sense that they have everybody sitting in on a board meeting and, and involved in, in uh, decisions that could be delegated and handled more efficiently but uh, because they have this kind of strong collective kind of family feeling, uh, they feel it's more important to involve everybody in decisions, uh, you know, on principle. And it's almost as, as a reaction to the previous stage of orange. So teal would be the next stage after green. Um, but as I mentioned, we're going more towards self-management rather than like a group uh, management. And so, that's where you get this kind of delegated uh, authority uh, and responsibility. So, for example, in a teal organization, uh, anybody can make a decision uh, for any amount of money uh, affecting the organization, provided they follow an advice-seeking process where they get advice from everybody who's affected by the decision or has expertise or skills pertaining to the decision. So what you get from that is a really engaged and empowered uh, workforce where people are really considerate of the whole team and their impacts on the team, but they're also encouraged and empowered to take a step forward as a leader. And if they see an insight and innovation that they could uh, benefit the organization and they, they take counsel with the, the right people, then they're also empowered to move that forward. So uh, it really, um, you can see we're discussing these kind of evolutionary stages for individual and collective organization. We can see when we get into teal organizations, uh, it becomes a very powerful structure for evolving to meet everybody's needs. Because you're actually, right. I mentioned wholeness is one of the characteristics. You actually have a sense of wholeness, not just to the organization, but all of the spheres of influence of the organization. So it's much more thoughtful. Right. And you know, for me, and I think for you and other folks, the the book Reinventing Organizations by Frederick Laloux was 
um, interesting and sort of, you know, evolved our consciousness about what's possible, uh, particularly because, you know, teal can sound very ephemeral and, you know, uh, future, future utopia sounding where everyone is autonomous and works like a living organism and we can all like remove our masks and show up to work and then we listen to the purpose of the organization. Um, but it seems like the the insight um, is that this is already existing and, and Lalu profiled, I think it was 12 companies. So what stood out for you? Like what was um, what was interesting about that realization that there's this is actually happening? Yeah, so again, just really affirming and exciting uh, that, um, you know, and part of what he does in the book, as you're saying, is the case studies. It's looking at 12 organizations that they don't know each other. They didn't go to the same business school. They didn't hire the same consultants to set up their organization. Basically, the concept is that these, and they're, they're all exhibiting similar patterns of this self-management, wholeness, evolutionary purpose is showing up independently in these organizations. So the, 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 the theory is that this is actually consciousness evolving through us spontaneously uh, and exhibiting a, 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 a coherent pattern here. So it's, it's, it's literally the next stage of consciousness that's emerging through these organizational structures. So, so that's, again, it's, it's exciting, it's affirming, um, and, and for, you know, for ourselves at Lyft uh, and myself personally, I've been running companies this way since the 90s. I started my woodworking cooperative uh, in San Francisco in the late 90s and exactly as a worker-owned cooperative. And honestly, we were a little more green than, than teal and, and you know, the, the, um, the books helped me see that, but we definitely had strong teal elements uh, to the organization just naturally as young, young progressive people saying, hmm, well, if we set up a company, how do we want it to be? Well, we don't. And we, again, we didn't have these nice classifications of orange and green and whatever, but we knew we didn't want to be just like that. We knew there's a better way to do. And so uh, it's, it's affirming to see this exhibiting globally and, and on some larger companies. Uh, some of the companies in the book are 40,000 people, global employees run entirely by small self-managed teams, 10 to 15 people. So um, it's, it's, yeah, again, very, very encouraging and inspiring that this is, uh, it's a real thing that's happening. And it's not just, oh, there's a couple people doing it, uh, you know, way out on the fringe, and we're not sure if it works. The results are, are really uh, profound. Uh, one, of, one of my favorites is the, the Burtzorg uh, nursing, uh, neighborhood nursing organization for the Netherlands, where the organization is just like, is like eight years old or something. And in the course of eight years, they've completely transformed the entire industry to the extent that I think they have, what is it, something like 90% of all of the, the neighborhood nurses in the Netherlands are now working for this organization and uh, providing much better care at a much lower cost with much better results. So uh, this is, to me, this is like really embodies the uh, book Mr. Fuller's uh, recommendation of don't, don't fight against the old paradigm just design a new system that makes the old one obsolete. And so the idea is that this meets everybody's needs much more abundantly at much lower cost. It's just win, win, win for everybody. Very so, interesting, yeah. So the opportunity that, here is- that, that Fuller quote. Yeah, 
so the opportunity here is how do we, you know, uh, catalyze this evolution of consciousness within organizations to uh, uh, extend this experience to more people because it's actually contagious. And one of the theories in the book is like, well, how much does, you know, an, one individual's level of growth and development limit the, the collective? And what we see through the book and also, again, uh, Lyft functioning this way and a lot of our companies uh, having elements of this, uh, we see that when people come into a, a, an, envir a, an environment of a company with a vision and a culture that's set on this level, people pick it up right away. It's actually quite natural for people to, to function this way. Uh, and, and, uh, and like I'm saying, um, people pick it up right away and they really like it. It becomes part of them. And if they go on to another job or another role, they're going to be bringing aspects of this with them because it just works better. Great. And so, you know, in the, in the last four or five minutes, so if someone's listening and they're maybe interested in doing some teal practices, maybe not going all in today, but, you know, want to start learning more, what are some kind of easy or, you know, some tips you could provide to someone to kind of get them started on that teal journey? Well, there's, uh, you know, remarkably enough, there's actually somewhat of a movement around this. So depending where you are, there's, there's meetups, there's groups. I'm hosting a group in New York City. Uh, we know there's a group in the Bay Area. You're, you're hosting a group online. So, so there's, uh, you know, people self-organizing to, uh, as, as communities of practice, uh, to, to share best practices. There's an there's a, a online forum uh, where, where it's international forum for people practicing this. The, the, uh, there's a lot of ideas exchanged there. There's a, a wiki that is being built of people sharing documents and policies and procedures for organizations. Um, what, what are some of the websites that you just mentioned? I think it's like if you go to reinventingorganizations.com, I think there's a community forum and that you can access the wiki. Yeah, I think the links are through Reinventing Organizations. And one's called Discourse for the discussions, but the other one's called Wiki. Um, Meetup.com, you can search for Teal. I've seen, you know, our group is posted on there. I've seen some of the other groups posted on there. So that, that, that's a good way to do it. You can, you can read the book and, and just start practicing in your own life. I mean, that's a, a common question that comes up as uh, is, is we hear from people that are at organizations that are not necessarily teal organizations. And they say, well, how do we transition? And what can I do at my job to, to, to do this? And there are, there are some limits. Uh, for example, you know, if you're at a traditional orange organization, there's, there's only so far you can go without some of the, the higher ups uh, really uh, putting some weight behind this and actually changing some of the fundamental structures. But there's a lot that you can do just in your own activity um, and it's in the way you interact with other people. You can just start bringing some of these principles and practices into to how you communicate, uh, how you perform, how you work with other people. Uh, and, uh, so you can, you know, basically it's, it's, it's uh, the way I see it, it's a way of life. And so you can just start behaving this way and eventually, if, if, if it's not a fit at your organization, you may need to relocate um, or start a new organization or get hired at an organization that's already functioning this way. Um, although there are examples of organizations transforming 
or even teams within an organization that create within their working group some of these uh, shared practices. So um, it's it's uh, emergence. It's it's exciting. It's, there's not just a necessarily a one formula, um, but again, the, the the concepts and the principles are accessible and somewhat universal. So they can be like I'm saying, just brought into your own awareness and consciousness and uh, and the habits and behaviors. Uh, that you're engaging in in your day yeah so maybe just a few resources would be uh you know the book reinventing organizations by frederick lalu that's l-a-l-o-u-x um, there's also another good book on self-management and the advice process which sean mentioned um, it's called the decision maker by dennis Bakke, b-a-k-k-e uh, and at lift economy we're going to be starting a a session, a webinar series for people interested in learning about uh, Teal, sort of this evolutionary, uh, the evolution of consciousness. So stay tuned, lifteconomy.com, and we'll have information up there soon. Um, but awesome, Sean, thanks for joining. And um, we might have to go into a little more detail on, on Teal because there's so much content here, but um, maybe until next time. Absolutely, great. Cool. Thanks, Ryan. All right, thanks, Sean, talk soon. Next Economy Now is a production of Lift Economy. To listen to all of our episodes, go to lifteconomy.com slash podcast. That's L-I-F-T economy.com slash podcast. You can also sign up for our monthly newsletter at lifteconomy.com slash newsletter. Please also rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.